Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Alrighty, so uh, I want to give credit where it is due. I did it to CNN before the top of the hour break there. But right now I want to give credit to Senator John Fetterman, Congressman Richie Torres, and former Obama advisor Van Jones. And yes, even Chuck Schumer for speaking at the march yesterday for Israel. The March for Israel occurred yesterday, although if you're watching a lot of the legacy media outlets uh, or, I guess, your TikTok videos where you're getting all of your Hamas apologia, you're not going to see any of these uh, images. You're not going to see these stories. Maybe you'll get a report that, you know, thousands marched and that's it. I mean, you're going to get all sorts of video about all the pro-Palestinian marches. You'll, You'll see all of that. But will you see the 250 to 300,000 people that marched on Washington yesterday? I mean, aside from the aside from the Jews that were not able to get the buses to the Capitol because the bus drivers did a sick out. Yeah, there was a bus company that was chartered to bring a whole bunch of people to the march. And when they got on the buses, they were informed that uh, all of the bus drivers had called in sick. Or called out sick? Do you call in sick or do you call out sick? It's either. It's weird. It's like putting on the gloves or taking off the gloves means the same, like lacing up. But it kind of it just means the same thing. Like you're getting ready to fight either way. Gloves on, gloves off. Sick in, sick out. Yeah. So they all, uh, all the bus drivers or a lot of the bus drivers just refused to go to work yesterday because they didn't want to drive the Jews, I guess, or they didn't want to drive Israeli supporters. So. Um, Tens of thousands, according to the Washington Times, tens of thousands, but the official estimates that I've seen are somewhere in the neighborhood of like 250,000 to 300,000, plus they had the online uh, access, and that was like another quarter of a million that were watching online. Um, This was a rally to support Israel. There were no chance of death to anybody. Um, There were no burning of flags. Nothing like that happened. There was no assault of police officers. Didn't see any of that happening. They were waving the Israeli flags. They were waving American flags. They were chanting, bring them home. You know, talking about the hostages, bring them home. Which, by the way, just from a PR perspective, and I know you guys listen to this, so I I know you're not going to take my advice, but if you want to actually engender sympathy and you want to actually try to move the needle on the Palestinian cause. You should make as the focal point of your protests the release of the hostages. Pro-Palestinian marchers, pro-Palestinian activists and such, make the release of the hostages your primary focus. Because if they release all the hostages, then the bombings stop. You realize, like, not releasing hostages... It gives Israel a blank check to just keep doing what they're doing. Now, I say that 
completely understanding that the PR campaign that has been waged for decades by Hamas has been effective. Absolutely, it's been effective, and it's been aided by Marxists who are seeking to destroy uh, the free market systems and and uh, Western societies. Uh, and this is not my this is not you know my uh, uh, just opinion based on uh, bigotry or some sort of you know just uh, uh, out of my butt speculation. Now, this is what they say. These are the things that they say when you track the funding of these organizations. This is what they say they want. Republican and Democratic leaders from both the House and the Senate took to the stage to show common solidarity with the rally goers. Oh, no. All right. We're going to need another word for that. Much like vote getter is to be replaced with the word votainer. Rally goer needs a new word. Rallyites, rallyans. Oh, no, wait, we can't call them rallyans. Rallyans are the, the that's the, uh, the alien space sex cult. Not kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You can look it up. R-A-E-L-I-A-N-S. Raelians. And their, uh, their leader is a guy named Rael. R-A-E-L. Not his real name. Uh, he adopted the name after he was out in the desert. I believe he may have been tripping on peyote or something, but, uh, he was, a he was like a journalist for like car and driver magazine or something. And he was out tripping in the desert and he got visited by some aliens. They gave him this name and said, you are like the prophet. You're the leader. Uh, you are our ambassador or whatever. You're like a God. And that means you get to have all of the, uh, all of the sex with all of the different women. In your cult, and back, oh, and uh, these are the people that are behind the uh, the international efforts at um, topless days, the topless rallies, where you know getting women to walk around topless. I learned all about this up in Asheville when we were having the topless rallies up there. Sparkles the clown was their uh, their emissary, the guy who got the permits and such. I think his real name is like. Jeff Johnson or Jim Johnson, something like that. But he, but he, he moonlights as Sparkles the Clown, and he does children's uh, birthday parties and such. He was the one who uh, enlightened the audience at the time with, uh, there's no such thing as an illegal or immoral breast. That was his. Anyway, the Raelians are behind that whole effort. I don't know if you're aware of it. Go look them up, the Raelians. So we can't call rally-goers Raelians, so we're going to have to think of a different word. Anyway, down the rabbit hole I went. I apologize. Um, Chuck Schumer was there, and he said, History shows that when anti-Semitism rears its ugly head, if it's not dealt with forcefully and directly, it grows into a deadly force inside the Democrat Party. Oh, wait, no, hang on. I added the last part there. He just says it grows into a deadly force. I added the part about in the Democrat Party because like, that's where it's really growing. But he says, uh, my friends, history reminds us also of one thing that even in its darkest days, the U.S. has always stood with Israel and we will do everything to see that that never, ever changes. House Speaker Mike Johnson, Louisiana Republican, he told the crowd that lawmakers earlier in the day viewed a horrific film produced by Hamas from their own cameras as they committed the October 7th assault. He said calls for a ceasefire in Gaza are outrageous. Quote, it's unspeakable. The auditorium was full of Republicans and Democrats in the House, and they wept as we watched the film together. 
Most couldn't sit through it. There was also, by the way, another march in France, across France. Um, there was like 100,000 people marching peacefully to protest against anti-Semitism around the globe uh, in Paris. 100,000 people marching there. Um, the Free Press, this is Barry Weiss's uh, publication, it's a website, thefp.com, the Free Press. Barry Weiss was the report, or the uh, columnist, rather, at the New York Times, um, and she got forced out because she's a Jew, and she would write about stuff from a Jewish perspective. She would defend uh, Israel on things. She would defend Jews on things, and this was, like, triggering to people. And so she finally quit. She's of the left. She's a uh, she's a liberal, lesbian, Jewish woman, okay? Uh, but she quit the New York Times, started this, uh, this publication called The Free Press. She's no raging right-winger, but she is a liberal, and that means she is open to have discussions and debates and disagreements because that's what being a liberal used to be about in large part, right? The ability, the freedom, the liberty to have the discussions, not authoritarianism, not an illiberal approach, which would be Hamas, for example. Anyway, the uh, pro-Palestinian protest, this is a piece written by Francesca Block at the Free Press. The pro-Palestinian protests over the last month, where tens of thousands in the U.S. have chanted for the end of Israel, are not merely a story of organic rage. They are also funded in large part by an uber-wealthy American-born tech entrepreneur, a man by the name of Neville Roy Singham, and his wife, Jody Evans. Right? So you've got Singham and Evans. In 2017, Singham has been, since 2017, Singham has been the main funder of the People's Forum. Automatically, automatically, just given the name, like, yeah, that's going to be a Marxist organization. <laughs> like, you put the People's whatever into your title, or if you put, uh, you know, Liberation or something in your title, I automatically make some... Uh, make some uh, assessments about what the nature of your organization is. And in this case, it is exactly correct. It is a Marxist organization, the People's Forum. It organized, it has co-organized at least four protests after the slaughter of Israeli uh, Israelis on October 7th. One of the rallies in Times Square, New York, happened on October 8th. That was before Israel had even counted all the dead. I mean, heck, I think on October 8th, they were still clearing out some of the kibbutzes. Based in Midtown Manhattan, the People's Forum calls itself a movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities to build unity across historic lines of division at home and abroad. What is that? What, what is that? That's intersectionality. Yet again, intersectionality. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, 
camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out let me ask you something um is marxism colonization I don't know if you're aware of the history of Marxism, but it's it's kind of spread like all over the planet. Have you seen that? Yeah, because it, it like came out of that guy Marx's butt, and then it just kind of replicated all over the place. So, yeah, it's like taking over entire countries, political parties and stuff, brains. Is that colonizing? I kind of feel like that's colonizing, Right. Anyway, Neville Roy Singham and his wife, Jody Evans, uh, they, uh, they created the People's Forum, the main funder of the People's Forum, based in Midtown Manhattan. And uh, they, call it, they call themselves a, quote, movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities. But a review of public disclosure forms show that multimillionaire Singham and his wife Evans have donated over $20.4 million to the People's Forum between 2017 and 2022, so for five years, so roughly about $4 million a year. And they, uh, they have been doing this through a series of shell organizations and donor advisory groups, accounting for nearly all of the group's funding. Singham's wealth stems from a software consulting company that he launched in 1993 in Chicago, called ThoughtWorks. ThoughtWorks, which is kind of, I mean, that's, that is like right on the nose there for any kind of a Marxist-created company, no? Right? I mean, it just makes sense. Like, oh, Marxism. Right? We totally thought it works. So, you, yeah, and it doesn't. But he sold it to Apex Partners in 2017 for $785 million dollars. That same year, the People's Forum was founded and set up on the ground floor of a multi-story building on 37th Street, just blocks from Times Square. Evans was also installed as one of the three board members, so his wife. As of 2021, the organization employed 13 staff members and held more than $13.6 million in total assets. Singham is described in this piece as a Marxist with deep pockets a China sympathizer who lives in Shanghai and has close ties to at least four propaganda news sites that boost the Chinese Communist Party's image abroad. U.S. Representative Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, told the Free Press, quote, the Chinese Communist Party uses tools like the Confucius Institutes on college campuses, TikTok's addictive algorithm, and organizations like those that Mr. Singham funds to divide and to weaken America. When Singham was 17, he joined a radical Marxist group and labor union called the League of Revolutionary Black Workers. And the following year, according to a 2021 blog post by him, by Singham, he said, quote, like all disciplined cadre, I went to work in the factory. That factory was a Chrysler plant in Detroit, where he took a central role with the League, helping organize strikes and partaking in daily, intense self-criticism sessions. This is critical theory. Self-criticism sessions is not where you sit there and think about how I can be better. It's where you go and you destroy through uh, critiquing, through criticism, through attacks 
on all systems of the West. That's what critical studies, critical theory, critical race theory, it's what all the critical thought is about. It is a dismantling of institutions by Marxists. That's what he's talking about doing. Let me jump over here to the phones. We'll get Terry on. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pete. Hey, Terry. I wanted to talk about those, I wanted to talk about those clowns in Congress wrestling one another, but I first wanted which to ones? touch upon... Wait, which ones? The, I, the... Well, I, fir- I first wanted to touch upon oh. President Trump. You think what you're going to get, hang on, do you think you're going to get to the wrestlers if you start touching on Donald Trump first? Do you think you're going to have time to get to the wrestling ones? If you really wanted to talk about that, and that's what you told my call screener you wanted to talk about, why don't you start there? And then if you have time, then go to Trump. How about that? Well, did you like those touching social media posts that he put out yesterday about his sister? Weren't those I, heartwarming? I didn't see any of them, Terry. I didn't, I don't, I didn't see any of them. Oh, you know why? No. Because he didn't send any out. Oh, so that so you care about what Trump posts on, on his social media platform? Whenever my whenever my elderly sister passes away, yeah. I always send out truth socials. You always send out, out truth socials. Democrats oh, interesting. being vermin. Right. So wait a minute, so you always so how many how many older how many times has your older sister died? A couple times. Oh, all right, that would explain it. Um because yeah, it doesn't make a sense otherwise that you would always send out social media posts like that. Are you on Truth Social? But wasn't that very touching of President Trump? He's such a family man. Would you agree? No, but that's me. Yeah, he really is a piece of garbage, isn't he? So, Terry, is this what you want to use your time on the program to talk about? Pretty much. Okay. Well, then you've done so. Good job, Terry. Give it up for Terry, everybody. He really doesn't like the orange man. Orange man bad. Mm. Oh, gosh, Terry. Hope you got hope you got that out of you. Um, all right. So let's go back to the uh, piece at the free press. I don't know. I thought he was going to bring a better game than that, guys. I did. I thought he wanted to talk about the Republicans and being and, and fighting and stuff, but instead he just wanted to be like, hmm. I don't like Trump. Yeah, okay, good. Right on. Good for you. Um, In 1974, the FBI investigated this fella by the name of Singham, Neville Roy Singham, uh, who was a radical Marxist. And uh, they investigated him as potentially dangerous because of background emotional instabilities or activity in groups engaged in activities inimical to the United States. Um. He became fabulously wealthy later in life. He never gave up his radical politics, though. In a 2008 profile in Fortune, Singham said that Venezuela, under left-wing populist Hugo Chavez, was a, quote, phenomenally democratic place, and that China's economic policies should serve as a model for capitalist economies. China is teaching the West that the world is better off with a dual system of both free market adjustments and long-term planning. In 2017, the same year he sold his company and kick-started the People's Forum, Singham married Jody Evans. Who's Jody Evans? She's a former Democrat political activist and presidential campaign manager for Jerry Brown. When they got married on a beach in Jamaica, they did a Bob Marley-themed wedding. (laughs) Uh, Appropriation, anybody? 
Um, they advertised it as a uh, in a logo incorporating the Jamaican flag and a power salute. So I guess the raised fist. They had uh, a who's who of the left, Eve Ensler, Ben Cohen, um, from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Um, it was a three-day wedding event, and it included a, quote, radical, chic, festive dress code, as well as a three-hour panel discussion on the future of the left. That was their wedding. Worst wedding invite ever. Singham's wife, Evans, Jody Evans, was a far-left political leader. While married to a multimillionaire data scientist in 2002, she co-founded the anti-war nonprofit group Code Pink. That's who's funding this stuff. Code Pink and this radical Marxist guy, Singham, also a backer of the pro-Chinese website called NewsClick, also a, um, he shares an address uh, with uh, the uh, the People's Forum rather shares an address with an address with Dongsheng News, and he claims Singham claims it provides unique progressive coverage of China that has been sadly missing. In other words, communist apologetics is what it is. Singham's wife Jody Evans, at one point back in 2015, she was kind of critical of the Chinese government when it was, you know, enslaving the Uyghurs who are Muslim. But as soon as she got up with Singham, all of that went away now. Now she says things like, quote, the idea it's an authoritarian system that controls everything is like so crazy. What a crazy notion we've been sold. She says the people of China are not oppressed because, quote, I know what it's like to be with people who are oppressed. See, she knows better than you. She's a white woman. She knows better what oppression looks like than you do. Duh. Despite her staunch support of the Muslim residents in Gaza, she justifies the oppression of Uyghurs now in China. In her in a YouTube talk, she argued that China's treatment of the Uyghurs was not as bad as the U.S. treatment of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. At least China was not, quote, torturing and keeping people in jail for 16 years with no due process. Right? I mean, obviously, it's way better to be in the Uyghur camps in China where you get the re-education and you get the beatings and you get the systemic raping. So, obviously, Gitmo's way worse. At its multimedia, or sorry, multi-room modern headquarters in Midtown Manhattan, which anybody can visit, the People's Forum hosts classes like... Lenin and the Path to Revolution. They praise countries like China and and uh, Cuba uh, they, that have, quote, smashed the shackles of Western imperialism. They hold seminars called Healthcare Under Siege and Apartheid, blaming Israel for discriminatory policies and genocide. They have a place in there called the People's Cafe, where you can buy a $4 Kai tea latte, you can pick up a $10 Southwestern salad, or an $11 Cuban panini stuffed with pulled pork, ham, and Swiss cheese. It has a bookshop, too, called 1804 Books. Why 1804? Well, that's the year that Haiti overthrew its French rulers. And they got all the books in there that celebrate commie heroes like Karl Marx all the way to Che Guevara. Reviewing publicly available documents, the Free Press traced the money from Singham to the People's Forum via a fund run by Goldman Sachs which operates a philanthropy arm that enables wealthy clients to give large donations to nonprofit causes. The fund 
which operates separately from the bank, wink, wink, also serves to help donors conceal their identities. But we know of the funding connection because in 2021, the People's Forum tried to dispel allegations that it was taking in dark money. They said they would never do that. The forum posted on Twitter that Singham, who is giving them the money, quote, is a Marxist comrade who sold his company and donated most of his wealth to nonprofits that focus on political education, culture, and internationalism. Right? So they have they have outed themselves as the recipients of this money from a Marxist comrade. They call themselves this, people. Uh, next hour, I'm going to get to the Nikki Haley <laughs> comments. I'm not sure. Just a kamikaze run right into a mountain. Um, anyway, a uh, couple of messages here I will get to. Just this uh, first breaking uh, bit of news from the Israeli Defense Forces. Quote, an operational command center, weapons, and technological assets have been found in the MRI building of the Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. <gasps> no! Walt, welcome to the program. Hello, Walt. Hey, Pete. Hey, uh, I'm a retired Army guy, and I spent the vast majority of my time on a tank. Uh, I can tell you that there's little difference between what the IDF is going through than what we went through in the Middle East and the things that I did. Um, there's a problem over there, and it's called theocracy. Mm. And theocracy is just like communism, except it's religious-based. And these people are not going to stop until they're destroyed. And that's that. I'm, I'm just telling you, they're just not going to stop. Uh, they never will stop. And they're just like communists. They will not stop until they're destroyed. I mean, you don't literally have to destroy somebody, but you have to destroy the concept of the entire thing. So, and I've, since 9-11, I became more aware and learned more about uh, Islam, but it, it needs a reformation of some kind. And that has to be done by them, uh, by Muslims, uh, with the uh, the gravitas, you know, with the the reputation to do so, with the the influence to do so. Um, otherwise, like you said, you're dealing with there. I remember, there was a with three types of terrorists. There's the the three C's. There are the crazies, the criminals, and the crusaders. Um, and, and you know, the the criminals and the crazies, they all anticipate living through the the terrorist activity. The Crusaders do not. What can you possibly offer them on this world, on this planet, when when they have nirvana, when they have heaven on the other side, and they get a direct yeah. route there? So, like and a bunch of, bunch of virgins, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and they get to skip the line. They're automatically uh, admitted. And when you have um, a society like like in Gaza, where uh, children are taught from you know from a very early age. Everyone is taught, right? You're going to heaven, direct line, you kill Jews, you're a martyr, and I'll see you in heaven. Yeah. And that becomes the entire motivating um, uh, th uh, theory for the society by which it lives. That's a death cult. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You know, Nikki Haley said not long ago that she wants to bring a million of these folks from Gaza into this country. How many of those people do you think have been indoctrinated since childhood? They're in Gaza, and then we're going to import them into this country? Well, considering there's only like two and a half million in Gaza, if you were to bring half of them, then I would say probably roughly, what, 70 percent, 80 percent have been subjected to that kind of, quote, education. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, well, and this is so... I don't want a million of them here. Well, this is the problem with Nikki Haley. And I saw somebody reference this the other day, um, that she's essentially... I mean, yes, she's a neocon, right? But she's also like Dick Cheney in heels, as Vivek Ramaswamy called her. Um, But she's basically a liberal that had to register as a Republican in order to win anything in the state of South Carolina. And the more times she says stuff uh, like this, like she just said about the anonymous accounts or the taken in the Palestinians, um, the more it becomes kind of obvious that she doesn't really believe in a lot of conservative principles. It seems that's, that's a concern, you know, I I don't, I don't think that she understands the veracity of a jihadist. You know, they have been taught, all they're supposed to do is kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. That's what happened October 7th. And it's going to happen here if these people keep going. Yeah. No, I hear you. Walt, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks for your service. Welcome home, yes, too. Yeah, welcome home. Yes, sir. Have a great day. You, too, Walt. Appreciate you. Um, I also got a message from a, uh, uh, from a regular. Let's see here. Where is it? Uh, well, hang on. Before I get to the regular. I'll, if you're still listening, Dillard, um, I'll... Uh, I'll be sure and, and, and address your email in the next hour. I don't have time. It's not enough time to be fair to another caller, as Rush would say. Um, so I'll, I'll take that up on the, uh, the other side. But Dillard has some, uh, some very thoughtful comments uh, about me and what I am doing to undermine the democracy. Um, let me see here. This is from Tim regarding caller Terry. He sounds like so many of those white suburban women who are all butthurt over Trump's tweets and comments. Their feelings are hurt. Wham, wham. I'll take a $1.89 gas and mean tweets any day compared to what's going on today. <laughs> well, so it's interesting, like, um, the idea that you think I I somehow care about Donald Trump's fa- uh, family relationships. I don't. You know why? Because the left told me that doesn't matter. You know when they told me that? Bill Clinton. You know when they reinforced it? Joe Biden. Right? You guys didn't care about any of this stuff. When he's ignoring and disowning his granddaughter, right? That stuff doesn't matter. That's his personal life. Your standard, guys. Sorry.